Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you this morning. We honor you, my Father. We thank you for gathering us here today, O oh God. We thank you for the gift of health, O oh my Father, and the gift of life that you've given unto us, O oh God. As we sit at your feet, we pray, King of glory, open up our understanding, my Father, in the name of Jesus. Open up our hearts, O oh God. Enlighten us, O oh God, that we may be able to hear, my Father, to learn, O oh God, and to be able to implement that which you have before us today. We open up our spirits. We ask you, Holy Spirit of the living God, that you will minister to us, my Father. Your word will change us this day, O oh God. Your word will show our light, O oh my Father, unto our paths in the name of Jesus. For this we receive with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. We can have our seats. Good morning this morning. How are you? It's good to see you today. Um, for those who don't know me, my name is Minayo Akama. I love Jesus. But before I teach, I love teaching. So before I teach, I want to thank God for Father, Prophet Fred Akama, uh, for the opportunity he has given me to minister today. Praise the Lord. has encouraged me and pushed me out of my comfort zone. I didn't expect him to tell me to minister this soon. My mind is on the baby. But nevertheless, women multitask, number one. Number two, I can do all things through who? Through Christ. So I appreciate him in absentia. Among some of them, few men of God that I see that actually support their wives and support the church. I say today we are learning about reigning as kings. Praise the Lord. So I will see there are topics when at times you hear here being repeated and repeated and at times you're thinking, ah, it's a Sunday, it's a Sunday. God was challenging me. Can you be able to replicate what you've been taught? Besides the fact that you think, I that topic we had, and that topic we did. Are you able to replicate? Can you be able to go out there, even my nurse pulpit, just meet someone? Are you able to replicate that? In word and in the power of the Holy Ghost and the demonstration, are you able to replicate that? If you are not able to replicate that, then you can ask God to help you to be able to sit down. And every time, you know, the, when the word of God comes forward, comes forth, not forward. When the word of God comes forth, it comes with revelation. You may have heard it before, but when it comes forth, it comes forth with revelation. So are you able to replicate it? That's number one. Number two, if you're able to replicate it, are you also able to sit down and ask God to give you a fresh revelation from what you have? Praise the Lord. 
So I want us to go to, give me Genesis chapter 1, um, 27, there about. Genesis chapter 1, common verse. Maybe we start, I want us to read together. Genesis 1, 26 27. What does the Bible say? Good. The Bible says that God said man, God said let us make man, and this man will be in our image, male, female, and they are to have Dominion, say dominion, dominion, over everything, the things that have been named there in uh, verse 26, upon where they are, praise the Lord, upon us if you will. So, we all know that we were created to have dominion here on earth as, as a mandate in verse 26. We were all created to have dominion. Dominion coming from the word domain. And God put man on earth. This is where we have been called to dominate and exercise our dominion upon every other thing that God created. Are we together? Are we together? And the Bible says that along the way, man fell short. Man sinned before God. And then the Bible says, Thousands of year late, years later, um, God brought forth Christ. God had the plan of Jesus Christ to come and put man back to the position where he was from the start. Praise the Lord. When you, leave the, when you read the Gospels, all of them, Jesus talks about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. So his major assignment was to come and teach us about what? about the kingdom of God. Why? Because none had seen it physically. In the Old Testament, you'll find mostly there were prophets and judges that God gave to lead the people. And mostly, um, this prophet, the judges were there to judge the people. The prophets were to teach the people the ways of God. And from one prophet to another, from one prophet to another, um, they, they do their best in terms of channeling people towards knowing the pattern that God gave uh, them to teach the people, for example, Moses. So you will learn that the things of God, number one, have a pattern. Praise the Lord. There is a pattern. There is a way things are done. You know, um, the the British monarchy has been trending for quite a while, especially after 
after a black woman got into it by virtue of marriage and there's so much that has been going on. You're aware of that? And from there you can learn so much. You know, um, I watched the documentary. I watched the documentary of Philip, of Harry uh, and Megan. And some things she was saying the way, you know, told before you go to the king, the queen, this is how you do, this is how you can see, this is how you carry yourself, this is how you dress. You know there's a way they do their stuff. You just don't wake up one morning with my figure. Are we together? There is a way they do their things and it's according to the British way of doing things or, the, or rather the, the kingdom of England. That's the way they do their thing. So you will find in every kingdom there is how things run. It doesn't matter how you've come in. But you must be taught. You must learn how things operate so that you can flow. Am I making sense? And if those are, if there's the beat of those who are born in it, as they are born in it, they are taught how to operate, how to talk, um, how to eat, how to, how to walk, all those things. They are taught. Because that's how they do their thing. In the history of England a while back, um, there's one of the kings, I think it's uh, King George. King, the, King George the Eighth. The Eighth. King George the Eighth. Eh? He got an American woman. He wanted to marry an American woman. And... Uh, the government, the British people are like, this cannot happen. And if you go read history, he says, I love this woman so much and I cannot room without her. So if I cannot room without her, I'll step down. You've read that, eh? You've read that? So he was next in line to be the leader in terms of being a king. But because he did not conform to what was the expectation, of the monarchy, he had to step down. So he stepped down and someone else, um, the next in line, took over and ruled. And you'll find after that, his story is really not felt, okay? Um, I'll use that example so that we can relate it to what I want to teach. Sawa sawa. I'll use that to relate. Um, give another example. When I was a child, when I was young, young, during the Moi era, I used to think that God looks like Moi. <laughs> you know, every time when you begin news, then they'll say Mtukufu Rai Sarap Moi, and then his picture is there. Every time, even if they're about Moi, he's just there. So I used to think God looks like Moi, because that's what maybe if I mind. I don't know <laughs> You don't want to comment. You, you knew. Okay. But I used to think that God looks like Moi. You know, like he's sitting there watching you, looking, checking, seeing who did what, where you're called. You know, that's how I used to think. And you'd find that his presence was felt even in houses, in businesses, his presence was felt literally everywhere. And you would find 
Hapana sipiwe born 2000 late 90s Amtaki kusema amen You just know the likes of Kibaki and All right So you would find um you'd find every news please saying where the president is that's true they would always sing to and he always also and i think he also somewhere making news visiting a certain church you know donating a bus you know he had to do something so that people capture and make news okay You'll always find also one of the things I was reading was that um, right now it's like the British monarchy is sort of under threat in terms of existence. Eh? The, the power, the power and uh, how it was known like 50 years ago and now is a bit different. Then it was like it was everything. Now it's like everyone is moving on with their lives and you know. So I was, I was reading and they were saying it's like after a while there has to be there has to be news there has to be news what is happening in the monarchy who is doing what where when so that people remember that there is a there's a king people remember that we have a king we have a queen people remember that our king is doing something remember also the people pay part of the taxes they pay goes to the monarchy yeah but there will always be after a while there's there's a story going on just to remind people you know and feel the presence of a rulership within that particular place are we together are we together where i was raised up allow me give so many stories so that when we hit the road we understand very fast where i was raised up um every Every Sunday every Sunday market belonged to the Nabongo family. You know you you've heard of the Nabongo king? Yes. So, uh there used to be market days. I don't know I can't remember which day but the other day was Sundays. So every Sunday was a market day where the Nabongo king would send his uh, the people until today but they still exist. Eh? They go and they pick, they call the mushuru from the people. So whoever is selling their stuff in the market, there are people who come around, whatever they collect is not going to count. It goes specifically to the Nabogo kingdom to help them function and run and do their activities and blah, blah, blah. So that's what happens, okay? So different, different monarchs, different kingdoms, have different ways in which they run, depending on how they have been fashioned. To be able to be effective, to be able to rule the people effectively, to be able to be felt, to be able to be known. If you're sleeping, say amen. Wake up. So each king has a pattern in which they do things. And people are taught, if you grow into it, if you're born in it, you're taught how to. Um, carry yourself. If you are a slave and you got into it, you are taught again how that kingdom operates, even if you're a slave, so that you can be able to function and abide by the rules. Am I making sense? Are we together? 
So Jesus took a while in the New Testament and he kept teaching people about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. This is how it is. This is Remember the Jews were expecting someone to come and deliver them from their rulers. Are you aware of that? So they were expecting the king who would come probably would be political to deliver them. Yet Jesus came and all he did was teach and teach and teach and perform miracles and teach. That is why you find there are some Jews who have missed out because they are still waiting for the Messiah. Why? Because of the mindset they had, the function that the Messiah was coming to perform, and Jesus did not fit that category. Are we together? Are we together? Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. Maybe you can open very fast. Revelation. Revelation chapter 5, or maybe begin from verse 9, so that we get the context. Can we read together? And has made us unto our God who? King's end. So that reign where? In heaven? In this world? You know there's a difference between the world and the earth. Elder Duncan, there's a difference between the world and the earth. At least you know that. Yes? Who knows there's a difference between the world and the earth? Eh? Okay. The world basically contains systems that have been put in place and there is a way that they operate. The Bible says we have been called to have dominion on earth. The same Bible says the children of the world are wiser than so there's a difference between the world and the the world comprised of system and how things, things are done. Basically it's more of the system and the way things are done. The earth is what God has given us. And we are called to dominate the earth and maybe not necessarily the world system. The world system may comprise of number one probably could be, could be fashion. Number two could be could be the, let me say the fashion world that's number one, which we can dominate but I'm saying in terms of competing how people live, people do their things, their systems. We are called to dominate the earth. The earth is what God has given us and we are able to, to, um, to invent and come up with things that can make 
the world a better place. But there is a way people of the world do their things. Okay? There is a way the people of the world do their things. And when we dominate as children of God on earth, you may not necessarily need to compete with people of the world because you cannot beat them at their own game. Okay? They may be sparta. There is a way they do their things. And at times for us to trust God to get breakthroughs in certain area, you may not do things exactly the way they do them. You may do it in a godly way, but get better results or equal results than what they have. Let's say things to do with corruption. Corruption is what man has put in place. This is not what God created. So this is a worldly system on how people operate. Do you really need to be corrupt to survive? No. So you can use godly principles and you can use godly ways to be able to fulfill your mandate on earth without necessarily using some of the worldly systems achieve. Am I making sense? Right? So Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. The Bible says that we have been made to who? To God. So we are, say I am a priest unto God. Say it again. If you are a priest unto God, the same Bible says that you are acceptable before his throne. He says, come before me boldly because you will find mercy and grace to help you in time of need. So all of us have accessible in the presence of God. Why? Because we've been raised to a level of priesthood. Not by the Levitical lineage, but by the blood of Jesus. Am I making sense? And then the same Bible says, and I think it's also in Psalms, where it talks about we are kings. Kings simply means God has put you in an area to have dominion. So, you will find naturally in man, your DNA, you would desire to become the best in a certain field. It is godly. You will desire to rise above others and maybe invent something or come up with something or be good at something. Why? Because in you, there is that gene where God has put in you to dominate. Are we together? Hebrews 4.16, the Bible says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So I was saying all of us have access before God because you're a priest. Are we together? So, Revelation 5.10, the Bible says, We have been made kings and priests. Give me that Revelation 5.10 again. And has made us unto our God. Kings and priests. And we shall reign on there. So who has made us kings and priests? Who has made us? It is God. Alright? Um, give me Luke 12.32. Give me Luke 12.32. Fear not, can we read one to go? Uh, go to 30, 31. So that's the 
understand why it is so. Luke 12, 31. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But rather seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you what? To give you the kingdom. Okay? So, we have been made, according to Revelation, God has made us priests and, and kings. And Luke chapter 12, 32, the Bible says, uh, it is your father's good pleasure. So God finds pleasure to give you what? God finds pleasure to make you reign, to make you rule, to make you become good at something. It is the pleasure of God. So the Bible says he has given you and he finds it a pleasure. Are we together on that? Are we together on that? Um... If the Bible says that the Father has given us a kingdom, it means he has given us something to dominate over. And whatever is given us to dominate over is found in Genesis. Are we together? So when you work out your own salvation, figure out what your gifts are, you will know where God has called you and what you're supposed to be. Are we together? Are we together? When you read the book of Revelation, when it talks about God as a king, it talks about the power that belongs to him. It talks about the authority that is with him. It talks about the dominion. So when God is raising you or God has raised you and Babu says um, it is the pleasure of God to give you the kingdom, it means he will give you power. He will give you authority. Say authority. And he'll give you what? The ability to be able to Rule over that. That is the dominion. So God will give you that. And I want to challenge us today. Each of us, there's somewhere where God has placed you in this, on this earth. There is somewhere where God has placed you. And God desires that you dominate. Are we together? And as you're sitting there listening to me, maybe some of us already know where God has called you to dominate. Maybe some of us are yet to know where God has called them. But the desire of God, he would find pleasure in you when you realize where he has called you to be and you're operating where he has called you. Praise the Lord. That's why you will find um, God gives grace for every, every assignment he's given you. Yeah? Like there are people God has called to dominate, um, let's say in the financial field. Eh? You find they are so good at it that it would be easy for me to sit down and hear what they have to say because the wisdom and the experience that they have gathered in that place is way over that it would benefit me. Am I making sense? I keep telling people uh, in this church, I think even the last time I preached, it's important to have the currency of friendship. Why? When you have friends with you, there are things your friends may be good at that you're not good at. And it would be easy 
to talk to them if you have a relationship and access and be able to benefit from what they are good at. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I was looking at the prophecies uh, our father gave on Thursday and there were some that he gave concerning blockchain you had and all, the, all, and all those, those things, the prophecies he gave. And I was just thinking, if you want to invest in that and probably you don't know so much about it, you will definitely look for someone who knows it. Why? Because of the word that went forth and if you want to take advantage and get to invest. I was reading the other day that before the market had, I think, gone down, but it's, it's going to come up and people are going to make money. So you will definitely look for someone who has been blessed by God. In other words, someone who has grace for that thing and is pretty good at, good at it so that they can teach you. Am I making sense? So you find this person is a king in this area, in the sense that they are very good at it. You will find there are some families, uh, for example, in Kenya, there are families that own uh, chains and chains and chains of hotels and they are doing pretty well. So you find this is the area that God has called them to dominate. Am I making sense? You find there are people who are very good at um, farming, agribusiness, and they are so good at it and whatever they lay their hands to do, you find that they are, they are prospering, they are making millions. You find that this is what God has given. Are we together? Are we together? So you will find that every child of God, there is where God has planted you and God desires that you prosper in it. So that even when, I, when the word goes forth, when, when, when the word of God goes forth, you run with it concerning your life, when you implement what you're told, you find that you're able to prosper. You'll find, I keep, I keep telling people, you will find in a certain nation, yes, you may have the president, but there are advisors behind the president who literally run the country. That is why there are days you'd see um, something happens in the nation. Uh, our former president, Kenyatta, is not responding so fast according to what people want. At times, he has to consult. You know there are people in Kenya today, if they decide they withdraw their money from the system, our economy will collapse. Are you aware? So you find some of these people are part of the people that must be asked, consulted. You know, the leadership must make them aware of what is happening. So that... When you anger them and they decide, today, I am withdrawing, the Kenyan economy will not be able to stand, and that is a fact. Praise the Lord. I pray that also God will raise us to that level. Tell your neighbor it's possible. Tell another one it's possible. God can raise us to that level. Where you actually have a say where you're actually consulted, where they know if we get to a place and we annoy Monica, we are done. So they have to come and consult you and figure out what do we do concerning this person. Daniel was one such person who the king valued. 
Yeah. The king valued him so much. And one time one of his advisors was like out a decree that, you know, people are not going to be worshiping anyone and uh regards or oh, 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 the person to be revered is the king. And the people did this so that they could trap who? Daniel. And the Bible says when he was actually found guilty of worshiping God, the Bible says, what was his sentence? He was thrown into a den of lions. And the Bible says that the king was sad. Maybe give me that verse in, in, in Daniel. Eh? But the king could not do anything about it. Why? He had decreed. He had put it as law. Remember, what a king decrees becomes, becomes law. So there is, you know, people like saying a lot, I take back my words, I take back my words. Right? So after you take back your words, what happens? As a child of God, with the knowledge of who you are in God as a king, when you say something and it is wrong, you have to say something else to counter what you have said. For it to stand. You don't take back your words. I would ask which one? Because you've been speaking the last 30 years. Which one? Are we together? So the Bible says the king gave so the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Give me 17. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own. So that means no one would come and open for him. And with the signets of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel may not be done what? Give me 18. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night doing what? And no musicians. Also, his sleep went from, okay, this is KJV. It simply means he did not get sleep. The sleep went from him. All right. So the Bible says that the king was bothered. How? He went into fasting. You, you know what happens in a king's house, right? Okay, at least you've seen in movies. Eh? <laughs> There's a lot of food, right? There's a lot of food. And, and there are also people who are there, like Saul had uh, minstrel. Eh? They are there to entertain the king. The king just needs to do, and they come. But the Bible says he fasted, he didn't eat, he didn't sleep, and there was no one to minister to him. Why? Because of a decree that he had sent forth. And the Bible says he sealed it, so he could not undo it. So the only hope that he had in his heart was that Daniel's God would do what? Save him and deliver him from the lions. So as a child of God, As a child of God, you will find, I just want, I like engaging, so I just want you to think through this week. There are things you have said probably that you didn't mean it, or you know they denied you power to stand on God's word. Don't give me blank looks, is that right? From, we were here Sunday, from Monday to yesterday, watch out, 
from monday to saturday there are things most likely you have seen that definitely contradicts your power to stand on the word of god or some things maybe you say that you may not have meant that is the truth think through you definitely and if you think you don't then you're not telling me the truth and as a child of god there are things when you say you realize that oh my god i said this thing some of you will end up saying oh my god i'm sorry others will end up saying i take back my words but the bible says what are you supposed to do there's supposed to be another word you say concerning that to counter yeah mimi na kuanga mgonjwa tu hivyo others Every morning I usually wake up blocked. And then you come for Jesus my healer you stand here and believe God for healing. And then you go back home again. You're like every morning I wake up I'm usually blocked. So you find you're in a cycle. Every Sunday for prayer, then you go you're fine. At some point you lose it, you don't know when, then again you come for prayer. Say this year I'll be serious with what I say. Shake your neighbor a little bit. Tell them this year I will be serious with what I say. This is why James took some time to talk about the tongue. Because you decree one thing, then the next you say something that counters. You know, the truth of the matter is I was praying and I was telling God to help me so that when i come to minister today my child has peace let me give an example then in the morning i was like let's carry a let's carry b let's carry c so i'm like the option ikishindwa take this you know this take this down. then i remembered but it's it's supposed to work yeah because i've just begun winning the baby a day ago two days ago so i am trusting god that he'll be fine wherever he is that is my hope But at some point I was like if this doesn't work carry this the baby can bite this if the teeth is too sweet I put a carrot I was like you can give the baby to chew this it's like I do so much but at the end of the day I said no it will be fine how I don't know but he'll be fine okay that's why I'm saying each of us at some point at times you say something that counters and One day make a prayer and tell God God make me conscious of what I speak. You will realize you have fallen short. You will realize before you get to midday you said so much that nullifies. Bwana sifiwe. I love this scripture in 1 John chapter 5 should be verse 10. It talks about when we pray God hears us. When we make our request known to him he hears us. So he hears us at the point we pray not at the point where you get your breakthrough. He hears you at the point you at the point you pray it's in 1 John 5 should be 10 or something. So the question is do you even actually believe? Imagine a king sending out a decree and saying no one is going to worship any other god except me. And then later the king come and ask, comes to ask and says please go and find out are people worshiping? He expects if he sees people act. 
And he knows if people do not act in the decree, it's stated, for those who do not do this, this, this will happen. He doesn't need to follow up to be sure. Are they following? Are they not following? And the Bible says you have been raised as a king and a priest. Priest because you will be standing in the gap for yourself, for other people making uh, intercession, but also as a king so that you decree, you say, so that you change a situation, so that you make a difference in your life. You know, now this is the confidence that we have in him. 14, sorry, not 10. That if we ask what? According to, he hears us. So the confidence is, or the, the equation is, ask leads to hearing. Verse next. And then the hearing leads to receiving whatever we have asked. Does it make sense? So you ask, Minayo asks, God hears, God gives the petition. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So when you ask, you know he's heard. Bible says he's all-knowing. Bible says he hears us. He heard the cry of the children of Israel when they cried, so he hears. So the moment he hears, you know he's given you. If you knew this, or if we could be able to internalize it in the simplest form, it would be easy to trust God for so many things. Is that true? If you knew the moment you pray, God has heard you, you wouldn't even second guess yourself. You know, there are times people are like, uh, pray for me concerning this. Then they come tomorrow. Did you pray? Like, yes. Pray again that God does this. Prayer is one. The grace is the same. There is nothing different that is being done. At times, it just takes patience. Okay? And at times, also, you can keep declaring what you want to see. Am I making sense? There's a lady who texted me some days ago. Um, she's from Saudi. So, I found her text very interesting because she began by the, the test had a lot of panic. So she was like, um, mom, I've checked. I've checked myself. I'm having pus on my left breast. I have cancer. That's the next thing she wrote me. Then she was like, please pray for me because all these symptoms show that I have. So I asked her. And then she was like, um, here in Saudi Arabia, we don't have medical covers and all that. I can't afford blah, blah, blah. Please pray for me for God to intervene. So I'm like, okay, for God to intervene, is it because... There's no money to sort this thing. If there was money, would you still be okay so that you go sort out this thing? If I analyze the whole sentence grammatically, right? So I asked her, what makes you think that you have this thing? Then next I asked her, why, why are you confessing strongly like this? So you see, you can tell there's an element of fear in all this. Yes, they could be passed. Yes, if which, whatever Whatever the condition is. God knows how to work around it and bring your healing. So at times, I may want to pray, but I'm thinking, I will pray, then you say this. So me, I'm praying, and then you nullify. Angels only act on the word of God. They don't act on something that contradicts. 
So the angels on assignment concerning your life cannot do anything. Are we together? So I told her, number one, this is why it's important. Um, I understand when you're sick, you can say anything. You can suspect the worst before you think of the worst. But this is why we must do our best to learn the word of God. Because when you keep consuming yourself with the word of God, you keep consuming yourself, it can become a bit easier to declare that pray for me so that I get my healing or healing is my portion. Then may I join in and say yes, it will be so in Jesus' name. Is it making sense? Why? Because when you're down, it is hard to remember and confess them some things. You will end up saying anything. And whatever you say, itakufunga. Am I making sense? You know, last, towards the end of last year, I just felt in my heart, God put it in my heart to ask him for something. I'd never asked him about a certain situation, but God just put it in my heart. And I felt, why can't I just ask God and trust God for this thing? It, it had never occurred to me. I was like, okay. Then I just made a simple prayer concerning what God had taken me. Then I left it at that. Why? I had not think, been thinking about that thing for a very long. I had never thought about that thing. Let me put it that way. So after I, I made a prayer and I asked God to do it, then I left. And then this year, before even the 10th, God did whatever I'd asked him. And I was just thinking, what if I didn't ask? I wouldn't have it. No. What if I didn't ask? I wouldn't have it. But the fact that God reminded me because my mind could not remember, I was able to get what I wanted. And I thought, okay, this is, this is nice. We keep saying um, a quiet Christian is a defeated Christian. Why? Because you must keep talking. Keep talking. Imagine if the king rose up and declared something on fast and told people, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, get back to work. We work together. Let it be a good year too. So the king talked on fast. You're in March. The king has never said anything. How would you feel? How would you feel? You'd not feel nice, right? You would feel there's a problem somewhere, right? You would want to figure out, is this person okay or not? So I'm talking about you. When was the last time you declared something for yourself? Wachana na altayatioti. Hapa, our father said, either way, he will make you pray. So you will pray. But you yourself, because at times here he gives points, let's pray for this, this, this. You yourself in your closet. There's this bit where you pray, you say, God, remember me at work, do this for me, do this for me. That's not a declaration, okay? When have you declared something that you want to see in your life? When was the last time you actually made this declaration? See, we said we are kings. We said, okay, check yourself. How many declared something this morning and not in the service? How many declared something this morning? Not, you know what Okay, how many last did it yesterday? It's okay. At least you did it. Okay, how many don't know the last time they did it anyway? But we'll do it today. How many can't even remember the last time they did? 
I want us to be very honest with each other. How many can't remember? So everyone did between yesterday and today. Okay, I will assume so. But the point is, imagine you're a king and you don't say anything. And a king has subjects, isn't you? So your subjects are around you. Of course, they are uh, spiritually, physically invisible. But spiritually, they are there. So the angels are waiting to act on whatever you need to say. And you've not said anything. So far, you have just said, So these angels don't know. How should they react? They're not, they don't have emotions. So according to you, you have said something. Say, I am a king. I decree and it happens. So you have to be careful of what you say. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, with kingship comes power, authority, dominion. So have you exercised that? Where is that power exchanging hands? Where are you exercising your authority? Where, where is your domain? What are you speaking? What are you saying? Concerning your family, what are you saying? Concerning your life, what are you saying? Praise the Lord. Concerning your situation, what are you saying? Say, I will decree until it comes to pass. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I just want to give us some key things concerning you as a king. You as a king. Number one, when you're born again and you're a child of God. When you're born again and you're a child of God, you get introduced into the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Many times we look at this Bible and the first thing that hits our mind is religion. But ideally, the first thing that should hit your mind is a kingdom. Is a what? Yes. The first thing that should hit your mind is a kingdom. Because God is a king. Capital K. And we are kings. The small K. So the first thing, you know, when you look at this thing, you see your Bible and you remember kingdom. When you remember kingdom, it gets your mind into business. You realize there are things you need to start doing. And the Bible says, because we have come into this kingdom and we are co-heirs to the throne of God, we are also kings. Praise the Lord. So number one, it's a birthright. You know, at times some of us fear decreeing something because you think, oh, maybe let me look for dad to say something. It's okay. Grace is in levels. But even as it is something, when you go back, you must also be in a position to Speak the same language he's speaking. Otherwise, you'll nullify what you have. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that we have access into the Holy of Holies. So you can approach. You can ask. You can decree. You can petition. Why? Because of a birthright. And this applies when you're born again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Every kingdom has, has laws. Say laws. Say this how things are done. Say, and we are guided by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in the Old Testament, it was written in, in wherever. It was written down. The law was written so that you can see, you read, and follow. But Bible says in the New Testament, the law is written in your heart. How? You have the Holy Ghost. 
You walk, he convicts you. He tells you that is wrong. There's someone I was telling. I don't, I don't talk to people nowadays concerning things like dressing. If you have the spirit of God in you, he talks to you. You choose to disobey. So there is a way the systems of the land work. He can convict you and tell you whatever you said was wrong. And then now you are able to go back as much as you say, I'm sorry. You go and say the right thing that you want to be saying. That is supposed to be acted upon and decreed. Alright? So kingdom has what? Laws. Buenas if you so as we are reigning with Christ, remember that the kingdom of God has laws. The laws we are governed, it's by the Holy Ghost. So he will put conviction in you. He will tell you do this. He will tell you do that. And the Bible says he's the best teacher. You know, I keep telling, I tell the young people, when I got married, I know what submission is. I have read in the dictionary. I've had my mentors see. But it's one thing for you to read and hear. And it's another thing when you start acting on it. But it's hard. Possible, but it's hard. Okay? So, God had to teach me. I remember one time I made a prayer and I told God, help me. Because these things are a blessing. But I asked God to help me. So the days God would convict me and show me this, you do this way, this is like this, this is like this. Buenas if you are Hilda. So you find he teaches you. He helps you. Where even if I come here and say, um, keep decreeing the right thing. Every time you talk is usually negative. So it will be very hard. You can't even remember which one from which one you said, which one. So the Bible says, the laws, the spirit of God will help you, will teach you, will remind you, will give you understanding why you need to say it the way you need to say it. Are we together? So it means the most important person in this kingdom definitely is God, the Holy Ghost, who God has given to teach you so that he helps you follow his ways. Are we together? He helps you. He puts conviction. He reminds you. Because at times it's not easy to abide. It takes the spirit of God to help you. You can be told do ABCD. But it's different when the spirit of God starts speaking to you slowly. And tells you it is well. And tells you you already received your healing. Decree it. Declare it. I have already done it. Yet physically you can see. But he says I have done it. Alright. So you'll find wherever this, the reign of a kingdom, laws, you're under law. And under law, I simply means, I simply mean, you're under the spirit of God to guide you, to teach you, to tell you, to help you. The Bible says in the book of, should be John, that it's the work of the Holy Ghost to teach you all things. He teaches. So these are not just spiritual matters. He teaches. Praise the Lord. He does what? He teaches so that you have understanding. You will find that under the kingdom, you, 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 when you say you're reigning, you are trained for responsibility. You're trained for a purpose. 
Like I said, there's some of us, all of us, God is raising us to have domain or to rule in a certain area. What's your field? Where has God called you? So it's the spirit of God who teaches you. A lot of inventions you see, you'll find that it's the spirit of God who allows these people to see. Because Babel says one time some men were building um, the Tower of Babel. And God said, these people are this rate. And the people were scattered. So you find even when people make inventions, God allows some things to happen. Okay? There are things God allows to happen as he is watching. So he trains you where you're called. You will find a lot of kings, especially in the Old Testament. Do you know most of them were warriors? Do you know most of them used to go to war when there was war? They were not staying at home. When David stayed at home, what happened? He thought, uh -huh. he busied himself with other things. Eh? He saw Bathsheba. So ideally, you find when you reign, God allows you to lead by example. So the king just didn't tell these people, go to war. You'll find he would also go to war. He would be present. And his presence made a whole difference. I believe even the armies were strengthened. When you see your let me give you a perfect example. When you tell you come here on Monday, you see your father there, you see three. You feel nice. You're like, okay, let's push this thing. But if your father would just say, go pray, go pray, go pray. There's a difference. So the king would go and fight in a battle. His presence there was encouragement enough to his people to soldier on and be able to get victory. Am I making sense? So you'll find, as you're saying, this year we are reigning with Christ. Where is God training you? And most of the time you'll find some things you go through in life, it is God training you for somewhere. You will find some things you go through in life, God is training you so that when he takes you to the next level, you will be diligent. And you want to ask me, even in poverty, God is training me. <laughs> There are things you learn. So that when God lifts you, you will not step on people's heads just because you have it. You will not channel, you know, money in wrong places. You know, the desire of God is also for you to help his people, to help the poor in the society, to help, to help all those people. So you won't say, I have worked so hard, this is mine. You will not say that. You will do something. So God is training you for responsibility. There's a time I was telling someone, I was telling young people, most of the time, if you have a good job, glory to God. But most of the time when you finish campus, you find where you start, attend is not where you want to be. You find some of those, super, super, uh, uh, your supervisors are nasty. You find at times the work you're given, the pay you get, you work more, your pay is the least in that department. Yeah? And one time I remember I told one young person, don't quit. Don't quit. One, learn what God needs you. You know, personally I believe that you, God orders your steps to the level whereby even where you have your starting, God is there. Because he takes care of those little things. Yeah? So, you learn what you need to learn very quickly. Get it and move on. There is something God is always teaching us. 
whichever level you're in right now, there's something God is teaching us. There is a part of you God is shaping. God is working on it. So that when he raises you to the next level, you are well able. You have what it takes. You will not come crumbling down as fast as you rose. But you will be able to be there to be an example and to be effective. Buona sifiwe. Buona sifiwe. The strength of a king you will find is usually in people, in his people, in results. A king just can't keep saying, I'm powerful, I'm powerful, I'm powerful. And like in the olden days, you have not conquered any country. It is just your own people who are like, let's say maybe 5,000. No. By the time, you know, when they ex, there's an expression they use on the Babylonian kingdom. Eh? They were a very powerful nation. Why? Because they kept conquering people. So you find the expression of a king is in the people. If you want to learn about the king, look at the people. What is their lifestyle? How have they been empowered? How are they living? So as a king in your area, how are people around you doing? Praise the Lord. Are you praying for them and releasing, you know, like a spiritual cover even over your family and stuff? Where you are, are you making people comfortable if it's at work or are you that nasty HR? I've never understood, but I keep asking God every day to help me as a woman. You find a lot of women are nasty. What's <laughs> my you find a lot, not all, but you find if, if you're a she and your senior is a she, you find at times people have hard times. There are those who are good, but you find many. At times you're trying to figure out what did I do to this person so that they don't like me. And I keep praying all the time that God will help my heart so that people under me one day or all the time will not keep saying what did I do. This one does not like me. What did I do? For you to know how a kingdom is doing, you look at the people. You want to know how the kingdom of God is doing. The Bible says there is power. There is dominion. This is why we walk in miracles, signs, and wonders. That is an expression of the kingdom. That is how the kingdom works. Are we together? So as you're saying, I am reigning as a king. I'm reigning as a king. How are people under you expressing themselves? How is your family expressing itself under you? I have heard some men say, you need to call me Lord. Okay, like Abraham. Sour. But are you creating that environment around your people that they would gladly fall at your feet and say, my Lord? Buenas if you were husbands. Praise the Lord men in the church. Am I making sense? By the time a man is roaring in the house, is that condition conducive for people? Or under the bed. If your people have to pretend when you're there, there is a problem. Your wife has to go make her hair, change, do things, do this, become the good one. If she cannot be herself, then there's a problem. Means your kingdom is. Asis <laughs> Korokoro. 
it just needs some attention. Are we together? When you say you, you can you create a conducive environment to people? Would people love being around you and not because you're, you're playing a too good a person, but actually because you're doing your best to ensure everyone is comfortable? Are you still reigning in Christ? Are you still reigning in Christ? If you're a leader, do people find joy? They know, yes, this one, we are, do, we are doing this. She'll come after us, she'll rebuke us. But are they willing also just to come back in line joyfully? Can your husband comfortably say, this is my queen? Mata sematu ni kona mutu konyumbane. Kona mutu. Siata mutu mutu. Would he gladly say my queen? You know also social media has a lot of has a lot of pressure. Too much pressure. At times people say what they don't mean, but anyway, let's say it because people are going to see it. But deep down you know. Do you consider yourself the king in that house? You consider yourself the queen in that house. Do you rule and listen to people? You love people. Are the people under you rejoicing being under you? Or do they hope one day, one day? Praise the Lord. So we have to do our best. If we say we reign, then we do our best by the grace of God. And this is where, you know, when the more you learn, you, 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 you live with people, you interact with people, the more you actually ask God to help you and, and, and enlarge your heart. I keep telling people, the hardest resource to work with is the human resource. Not money, not land, human resource. If you can master the human resource, you're somewhere. Because they are the, they are the best. They are the best. Praise the Lord. And I also said another characteristic of a kingdom is whatever you decree cannot be changed. So if you want to change it, go decree something on top of that, that which you said. It will nullify whatever you already said, okay? So you can't say, I'm sorry. It doesn't help so much. It doesn't bring fruit. But you can say, I'm sorry, and you say no. You know, I realized as a parent, your kids can get you worked up. Eh? Your kids can get you worked up. I don't know about teenagers. My children are not there. But I have some of the teenagers in the ministries. And some people can get you worked up. So the days you want to talk and then you swallow saliva and you're like, So that's why times I could just give you one look. You will understand everything I am saying in one look. Praise the Lord. And those are the days I'm like, God, help my heart. This one, help my heart. This one is a handful. Help my heart. I'm not saying charity. 
So you will always find that whatever you decree, whatever you say concerning your family, concerning your children, concerning your church, do you speak well about your church? Do you? What do you have to say concerning your church? What do you have to say concerning your friends? I have seen people, they smile, they laugh at you. The moment they give you their backs, there's something they didn't like, they, did, they, they react differently to someone else. How about just say it? Then from there, move on. Because then human nature, at some point you will talk. You'll tell your friend, I'm so disappointed with so-and-so. So how about just tell him to the face? Do what? Tell them to the face. As you tell them to the face, the Bible says you season your words with salt. But ensure you tell them because you love them. If you love someone, you tell them the truth. A lot of us think when we love people, there are things we don't say because it will annoy them. It will annoy them. They'll be angry at me. They'll not be my friends again. Say kingdom matters. We will decree and it shall come to pass. Buenas ifiwe. Praise the Lord. And so these things are written, even if it's in the spirit, they're written. So for them to be annulled, you have to say something else to counter. And that's why you... It's very important. Praise the Lord. You know, one time, my previous church where I was serving, I used to do uh, um, HR, both HR and accounting for them. So, you know, at times, there are usually some of those emergency expeditures that you didn't foresee, but they happen. And once they happen, you're told, handle it. So it was one of those moments I was told, um, facilitate this event, we will work on the requisitions, we will work on everything, come with them on Sunday, they get signed. I'm like, okay, so I've been told verbally, I did. Down the line, when I sat down with the finance committee, and they drilled me, and they asked me about a certain expenditure, that time I was still, I was, I was still young. I had, I was, I had, no, I had not yet finished campus. But the man of God, that time, Pastor Kato, entrusted me with that work. And that time I was working with people, most of those committee members were 40 and above, 45, I was 15 and all that. And they sat me down and they drilled me. And they asked me, who gave you the powers to to do this kind of expenditure. And I tried to explain myself that I had been called by one of them who was seated right there. And he had okayed it. You know, the man was like, it was a man who had asked me to do that, to okay the transaction. He was like, Maureen, you know me. I work with paperwork. Um, I looked at the rest who is coming to my defense. 
They all gave me a blank look. Then I started crying because I didn't know how to handle it. And they rained on me and rained on me and reminded me my work is simply to do that and not to okay such kind of transaction because I don't have that authority. I left that meeting. I was so angry. I was actually ready to resign. And then I sat down and really, I've done finance accounting. Then I, I realized actually I was wrong. Because for you to do any transaction, whether there's pressure, no pressure, nowadays you'll hear me, I tell Abinel a lot, send an email. So they taught me. They prepared me for the future. Abinel will come with an idea, mom, I'm thinking we do this, this is, I tell him, yeah, this is a good idea, just see the email to, to Shia Ministries. Why? Because I learned. Okay? And you see when those people sign, because they have the power to do so, I get an okay to act on their behalf and do something. So this is how much your okay also means. When you say something in the spirit, or when you speak something naturally, you are signing it. So your word becomes like law. Are we together? So if your word is concurrent to the word of God, then it comes to pass because the angels will work on it. But if your word is not in line with what God is saying, you find it hanging in the air because the angels are confused. They can't work on negative words. Are we together? Say speaking positively. Say a decree and it will come to pass. That also means power is absolute. It's final. Whatever is said as a king will come to pass. God will say, my daughter said this erroneously. So let me fulfill what she wanted to say. It doesn't work that way. Whatever you say is what you'll be served. So whatever you decree, whatever you declare, must be concurrent with the word of God. Praise the Lord. And I believe God is able to help us to say the appropriate words. God is able to help us so that when we open our mouth to speak, we speak life. To situations, to businesses, to families, praise the Lord. To our friends, that whatever we say will carry life in it. It's not that God is not working. God is always working. But you have to be careful how, what do you say after that? What do you say after that? Is it nullifying or is it adding value to or being one with what the word of God says? Say I will speak positively. Say I will declare and it will come to pass. Because I'm a king. Praise the Lord. You will declare and it will, you will speak and your words will have life. You one day, you're like, stand up and walk. And those words have life. Why? Because whatever you're declaring is in line with the word of God. Is in line with what the spirit of God feels concerning the lives of the people. Praise the Lord. So my challenge to us this day, as we are reigning with Christ, as we say, as we profess, let it be so. Let people around us be affected because of us.
Let there be a difference. Bonasifiwe. Let there be a difference. I was telling that last year I felt, personally I feel my heart is out in the mission. I love going for high school ministry. I love uh, going to reach out to communities. You know, you stay in church, there is so much warmth that you don't know someone out there actually knows that the power of God is at work. There are people who don't know. There are people who are going through issues of life and they're in church and it does not hit their spirit that this thing, God can actually do it for you. God can actually give you children. It, they know God can, but it's not gotten to the level whereby they can actually ask by faith. Praise the Lord. And you find at times this is where God calls us to go do something, do something. And I want to challenge us as we start the year, do something out. Are you aware Jesus is coming soon? Are you aware Jesus is coming soon? What are you doing about it? Don't tell me cleaning in church. Mm -mm. You can do more. Don't tell me ushering people. You can do more. Don't tell me singing praise and worship. You can do more on an individual level. Go forth. Let your presence be felt somewhere. Let your presence somewhere make a difference. And just don't say I'm doing it to my family. Family is okay, but you can go that extra mile. What are you doing? At times, I look at how people, I love social media, though I'm a silent follower. I hardly comment or post stuff. But I usually read comments in some of those Tuko.com, what people write, I read comments. I just want to know where the society is and what people are thinking. This can help you when you go out to reach out to people. And you will find a lot of people. Do you know right now Christianity in Kenya is really not a favorite? Are you aware it's not a favorite? Eh? Because of how certain things are being carried out. And yet, these people are Christians. So it's not really a favorite. Can you as an individual make a difference? One at a time, one at a time. Can you make a difference? So that people, people say, you know right now people are purporting the, the current, current government is a, is a Christian government. And there's so much, let me not get into politics, but there's so much people have to say concerning that. But you as an individual, when you I just watch, I'm like, that's my daughter. That's my son. I'm like, oh my God. Anyway, there's freedom of speech. But times, I just look at some of this. You know, nowadays, Facebook, when you comment somewhere, your friends see what you've commented. Eh? Some of those things are funny. I remember one time my young person blocked me because I was looking too much into their WhatsApp statuses. And once in a while I would give her feedback. I am sorry, but I still do that. I like knowing what you're thinking, where you are. It can help me understand how to maybe help or pray for you. And it is a very interesting world out there.
But let's do something. Wherever God has called you, you can go out and do something. Trust God. Imagine, I don't think kings would just sit at one place and feel nice that they are kings. When they go to conquer land, the kings would go. Take a territory, the kings would go. So I'm challenging us today to go out there and do something. Go out there, make a difference. Yes, I know you are at work. Do people know you're born again? And I'm not saying you're saying, eh, I can't do this again. No, not that way. By your actions. Because I know it can be very tough out there. But by your actions. Do people admire your life? Or do people... What's, what's the expression? Say, I am a king. I reign with Christ in heavenly places and I have dominion on earth. I will prosper above all systems of the world because I'm a child of God. Say it again, because I'm a child of God. Praise the Lord. I want us to stand just for one minute. I've, I've taken so much time preaching. I want us to stand for one meeting, minute, a few minutes. This will give some of us an opportunity. If you have not decreed, declared anything concerning your life here, you've not decreed, declared, even if you have been, if you've not declared something concerning your family, if you've not declared, decreed and declared something concerning your work, it's your time to say something. You are a king. Let your power be felt in the spiritual let there be a shaking in the spiritual so that they realize, hey, this king was, who was dead, now we begin to feel him. You know, let, let the devil know that he's not going to have a field day with whatever it is that belongs to you, whether your family, whether your workplace, whether your nation. So, I want in very few minutes for us just to and declare, what do you want to see even concerning your life this year? We just don't wait for things to happen. We speak them into being. We see them going left. We channel them back into position where we want them to be. We speak something wrong. We still stand. It does not change. Your DNA, you are a king. You decree something else to counter what you say. Because you are a king. Because you are a child of God. Say, Lord, forgive me where I have spoken things that have tied me up. I ask you, forgive me for speaking any idle word. Forgive me for speaking every word that contradicts your word. And now as I stand as a child of God, as I decree, let the life of God begin going forth. Affecting my life. Affecting my family. Giving life to my work. Giving life to my nation. Giving life to where I stay in the name of Jesus. Come on, just decree and declare some things concerning your life. Decree and declare, declare and declare that this year this here shall be a success to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Decree and declare that you will see the hand of God in Jesus' name. Decree and declare that you will step out there in boldness, 
in boldness to pick and take what is yours. Decree and declare that you will live. Believe to fulfill the will of God concerning your life in the name of Jesus. Decree and declare whatever weaknesses, whatever shortcomings you have, that they will not stand in their way, but you will give life to every circumstance in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I want you to decree and declare. Is it an illness that you have in your system, that you have in your family, where you professed and you say it is yours? Decree and declare that this day as a child of God, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. It is no longer a part of you. It is no longer a part of you. It is no longer a part of you. Because you're reigning, you're reigning. You're reigning as a child of God. You're reigning. And healing is part of the bread of the children of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want you to decree and declare, decree and declare that you have hope. You have hope. You have hope. Even when things are falling apart, you have hope because you have Christ. Decree and declare that depression shall not be your portion. Depression shall not be your portion. Mental issues shall not be your portion. In the name of Jesus, decree and declare that you're going to come out strong. Decree and declare that issues of life are not going to weigh you down in the name of Jesus. And you to decree and declare life to your body, life to your body. Where you feel strength, your strength is little. Where you feel feeble, where you feel weak. Decree and declare that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that it is your portion to be in good health, that it is your portion to receive healing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want you decree and declare. That you will rise to the top. That your children will be called blessed. I want you to decree and declare. Decree and declare that your children will be called the blessed of God. Decree and declare that they shall be in good health. That they shall not be swallowed by issues of this world. That they will arise and take their place. Speak the blessing of God upon their life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that they shall not waver. The Lord will direct their steps in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that there is nothing that is impossible with God. There is nothing that is too hard for our God. Decree and declare. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. If you can speak in tongues. I want you to speak in tongues. And as you are speaking in tongues, you are giving life. You're giving life, you're giving life. You're giving life to situations. You're giving life to your family. You're giving life to your church. You're giving life to the nation of Kenya. You are giving life to your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You shall not be found wanting. You shall not be found wanting. I shall not be found wanting. That the Lord will raise a standard. The Lord will raise a standard. Where the enemy may put us there before you. Where God has called you to dominate. That God will raise a standard. Decree and declare. 
that God will give you wisdom, wisdom, not of this world, wisdom of God, wisdom of God, wisdom of God. You are a life-giving spirit. You carry the life of God in you. You carry God in you. You carry God in you. Whatever you decree, whatever you declare, shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. Whatever is standing in your way, that the Lord will remove for your path. Whatever snare the enemy has put before you, that God will remove from your way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That you will arise, daughter of Zion. You will arise. You will arise, son of God. You will arise. You will arise. In the name of Jesus, let your spirit not be downcast. In the name of Jesus, let your spirit not be downcast. In the name of Jesus, let your spirit not be downcast. Kariba si katana brada. Come on, decree and declare, decree and declare. In the name of Jesus, decree and declare, decree and declare. Come on now, you have a few minutes. Decree and declare what you want to see. This week in your life, I want you to decree and declare. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, oh yes. This year there shall be a difference in your children that the fear of God shall come upon them that the Lord will hide them under his wings that they will not go off course in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Come on, you can speak and declare something. As the Spirit of God quickens you, there are words that you say that you know they tie you. There are things you know that tie you down. This is a time you rectify them. Decree and declare. Decree and declare. Decree and declare. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let there be a difference this year. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your life move forward. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the enemy's yoke be broken from your shoulder. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shalabas, <laughs> 
Hey! 